This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. From the After 9 Podcast Studios, this is the award-winning After 9 with Scott and Kat. Powered by Tony Johal, broker at Remax Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed, or he'll buy it. Yeah! <laughs> such, a, such a condescending comment yesterday. Remember in yesterday's podcast, we were talking about why they don't publish the vaccination numbers. Hey, how come you can uh, hear about all these people in the hospital, but we don't get a breakdown of how many of them are vaccinated versus not vaccinated? Sure enough, wouldn't you know, as we were recording, yesterday was the day they changed the date and started publishing the vaccine data. Yeah, of course. Of course. We heard that that was probably going to happen. I was just curious when it was going to happen. And well, we got an answer yesterday, just a little too late for the pod. Well, you know, it's funny because some guy, I think it was Jason, and he listens to the podcast all the time. He uh, he sends me a tweet and he's like, well, if you just look a little, it's right there. They just fucking published it yesterday for the first time. Like, <laughs> calm down. Holy shit. Anyway, how are you? Uh, pretty good. Thank you. Pretty good. It's it's going to be really hot the next couple of days. So I'm trying to brace myself for that. It's brutal out. It was 31 degrees at three in the morning. Yeah. 31. I walked outside this morning just to water my tomato plants and realized, holy shit, it is honest to God, like sweat hot at three o'clock in the morning. If you are away this week, great week to go away. If you booked an Airbnb or a cottage with no air conditioning, what a terrible week to go away. Fuck. (laughs) Uh, Let's get to what we've got on the go today. Uh, Number one, this is Alien Invasion Day, Cat. There's a... (laughs) And I know that this is bullshit. I, I flat out know it. But I'm going to entertain Are the story. Are you sure? Well, I mean, can you say with 100% certainty it's bullshit? Because I think I can. I I am that confident that this is bullshit that I'm going to call bullshit right now. Yeah, I'm calling. I mean, of course I'm calling bullshit. But I'm calling bullshit for not this not the same reason that others will. So why don't I hold off on telling you why I think it's bullshit? Because my reasoning might be different than someone else's listening. So you explain what, the story. Well, first off, do you believe in time travel? See, okay. Do you believe that there are people who are walking among us who mm-hmm. are actually from the future Mm-mm. or from the past? No. Okay, so so I'll, I'll fast forward then, right, to the reason why I think it's bullshit. It has nothing to do with aliens because I got called out this morning by someone who claimed that I was being a hypocrite because what have I always said on the podcast? If you don't think aliens uh, exist, you are the one that's a little nuts. Like, there's life out there. 100%, in my mind, absolutely. It's not the alien invasion part that I don't believe about this story. It's the time travel part. And here's Uh why. Although I trust that aliens exist and we have been visited, you know, here and there, and they're dabbling in us right now, it seems, I don't trust a time traveler because I don't think we as humans will ever become smart enough for that as a species. I think we are not smart enough. I think we will not be here long enough to build the technology to enable time travel. It's us that I don't trust in. It has nothing to do with the aliens. We're just not smart enough. See, when I was a kid growing up, I think probably my favorite movie that I could watch over and over was Back to the Future. Sure. And I actually do think, I don't think it's going to involve a DeLorean or a flux capacitor or anything, but I do think the ability to travel 
either through an alternate dimension or through time will exist. And just because it doesn't exist now doesn't mean it won't in the future. And once it exists in the future, it will essentially have been around all for all time because you can travel back into the past. So I'm not going to close the door completely on time travel. But there is a guy. He's made predictions before. Some of them very psychic-ish. You know, like it's it wasn't really a stretch to come to that. But some people give this guy a little bit of credibility. He claims he's from the year 2714. Mm-hmm. He has traveled back, he claims, and says that today, August 11th, 2021, aliens will land on Earth as Earth passes through the densest part of the Perside meteor shower. That is happening now. Absolutely. And this is the Earth going through the debris field of that former comet. So, I mean, in that sense, yeah, maybe it makes a little sense. Aliens landing on the Earth today. We assume that aliens have landed many times on the Earth. So I guess he's basically saying today is the day when we know they've landed. There's definitive proof. You could actually see it. Maybe they talk to people or throw up a wave or a fuck you or something. I don't know how it's going to go down. But he says today's the day aliens will land. He says 2023, they will take over part of our government. 2025, the colonization of Mars begins. Oh, no, sorry. 2025 is when the war begins. And then 2028 is when the colonization of Mars begins. You know what's so funny about this? It's becoming more and more bullshit as we hear it. Because what are the, how did this guy survive it? A, this is somebody, a time traveler, maybe he'll claim there's multiple, that survived the invasion and was able to time travel to let us know how did he survive all of this? Seven, how many years later? Seven hundred years later. Yep. He's warning us. So people were able to survive long enough and still have the ability to come up with the technological advancement or the impossibility, some people believe, of time travel. Travel back in time to warn us about it. It's not possible. Maybe it's not necessarily a warning, like as in holy shit, be prepared. Maybe it's just a very matter-of-fact thing. Yeah, just so you know, like in 2700, we're still around. But on August 11th, 2021 is when the beginning of the end began for Earth as we know it, where other civilizations landed on the planet, and then that got the conversation about colonizing Mars started, and yada, yada, yada. It's possible, I suppose. It doesn't have to be that big a war. I mean... We've seen wars in the past. It didn't really last that long, and not really even many people got hurt. It, it was more like a, you know, like when guys are fighting in the street, and all they do is say, "Come on, come on, come at me," and nothing actually really happens. Maybe that's what the 2025 war with the aliens is like. But if you think back, there's got to be a reason Donald Trump, post haste, started the Space Force. Maybe he got tipped off about something coming. Maybe he knows something. Maybe the government them uh, here in Canada knows something. I don't know that today is necessarily the day, but as you've said many times, it's perfectly reasonable to assume there is other life out there and that eventually they'll stumble upon us. Yeah, I do believe that. It's the time traveling bullshit I don't believe. So I don't think today's the day for that reason. It's humans I don't trust. It has nothing to do with aliens. Oh, they're coming. They're coming. I just don't know what it's going to... We've had this conversation with Dave before. Would we even be able to communicate with them? Would we be able to recognize them or even see them with the naked eye? We don't know what an alien looks like. We only know what Hollywood has told us aliens look like. 
Just saying that he says today is the day. Is it going to be on the news? Do we need to change our plans? Like, I got to go to Canadian Tire after the podcast. Should I skip that? I don't know. <laughs> uh, that should be the last thing on your mind if the aliens do invade today. <laughs> oh, I went I really to Canadian need Tire. fucking batteries, yeah. though. I, uh, you know? <laughs> uh, let's see here. It's looking more and more like Justin is going to pull the plug and uh, start an election campaign, Cat. Yesterday, the health minister, Patty Haidu, Posted a picture on social media and flat out said she's going door knocking to campaign. You're not a liberal federal cabinet minister just randomly deciding uh, uh, Tuesday in August is the day to go knock on doors. She knows it's coming. We all have been led to believe it's coming. The question is, should it? Because the governor general doesn't have to grant Justin the election. And now there's people speculating that maybe our new governor general won't go along with this idea. Or do you think he had to ask her before she got appointed? If I want an election, will you grant it? Are you sympathetic to my argument for an election? I don't know what's going to go down, but uh, there's a petition with a quarter million signatures on it already. For the governor general to refuse this request for an election because there's really no reason to do it. Um, Gas prices are on the radar again, though. Mm -hmm. They're so stupid, Scott. I filled up yesterday and it was insane. I didn't really realize. I know they've been going. They've been slowly increasing for a while now. But I actually like took a look at it yesterday. I think I filled up at a buck thirty seven. Like, come on. You cut us a fucking break somewhere Mm -hmm. here. This is ridiculous. Yeah. Yesterday, Dan McTagg came out and said that gas prices across the country on average are $1.39 a liter. And we mentioned that on our FM radio show today. And we have listeners across the country from coast to coast to coast. People started texting in from different parts of Canada saying $1.39. Wow, that's great. Here in Newfoundland, it's $1.55 a liter. Somebody told me there's parts of BC that are paying $1.70 a liter. Mm. And Dan McTagg says... I like Dan, by the way. I do. I think he's been pretty good at giving us information about what happens behind the scenes in the energy sector. He says the reason the gas prices are so high right now is the COVID Delta variant. Oh, come on. You know, and this goes back to it's an ongoing joke that they constantly blame whatever's in the news headlines on the reason why the gas prices are high. It happens every time. And if it's not something happening in our own backyard, it's something happening in another country that somehow is affecting the gas prices. Give me a break. How the fuck can COVID influence gas prices? Here's what Dan, the president of Canadians for Affordable Energy, says about the Delta variant. Dan says it has caused concern around demand as it slows down the economic reopening in North America. McTagg says people can expect prices to hover at the current levels if cases continue to rise. But when cases start to drop, demand will increase and that will raise prices even more. Am I crazy or is he saying... That prices are, we're getting fucked no matter what. Yeah. If cases rise, then the prices are going to stay about the same. If cases drop, they're going to go up. So we're never going to get back to a time when gas was around a buck a liter, Uh which is what it was just over a year ago at the beginning of the first wave. Yeah, bingo. How did it go up 40 cents a liter in a year? I know the carbon tax kicked in. That's a reality. 
That's not 40 cents a liter. Not yet. Eventually it will be, but it's not right now. So where's the rest of this coming from? And at what point does somebody stand up and say, you know what? I get that we're transitioning away from fossil fuels and we're going to get there. But until then, we can't have society being fleeced by the companies that are making oil. It just doesn't work that way. Yeah. So here's a hard cap on gas prices. Yeah. I know. We, we, we do need that. And it does worry me. I, one of the reasons, and I mean, you mentioned it, uh, there are people driving less now, I would assume, right? And especially in the summer months when there's definitely people driving less, albeit there's a little more people traveling for uh, vacations and whatever, doing road trips. There are some people still doing it. But a lot of us have cut down on that and they want to make up the money a little bit and that scares me if they can just play with the prices like because to me it's all just all these excuses are horseshit um we've seen enough of them through the years that i think most of us know that it scares me that they're just they can just willy-nilly just change it and then come up with whatever excuse they can that's the way i see it anyway i do too i i just don't understand why no one will stand up and say this is bullshit that's a ripoff and here's what is actually going to happen you're going to charge No more than this percentage of your cost, for example. And I've said this before, not recently, though, and maybe not even on the podcast. I actually think that once a gas station gets gas themselves, i.e. those tanks that are in the ground get filled up, I think their price should be based on how much they paid for that gas. And if if it works out to $1.39 a liter, then the price must stay $1.39 a liter until they have to fill up again those tanks underground. I don't understand how if they paid a buck a liter and they want to charge $1.39 at 5 p.m., how they can raise it to $1.45 the next morning at rush hour and then drop it back down again. That's bullshit. That's not based on how much you paid for the gas, and it should be based on that. All these gas stations that raise or lower their prices because the competition across the street did, that's not fair. It's not fair to regular people. They should be basing their price on what they paid for the gas and whatever that price is. And if we end up with one gas station that has a hard time moving some fuel, so they're stuck at $1.45 a liter, while another station selling for $1.28 a liter, so be it. That's the way it is. Hey, listen, if, if a gas station can sell potato chips and they're selling them for a buck, you can't raise the price to a buck fifty at prime time and then lower it to eighty cents in the off peak hours. You can't do that with any other product mm-hmm. in the world. Mm-hmm. Why the fuck can you do it with gas and play with people and take advantage of people? It's ridiculous. Yeah. And somebody should stand up to these people and say, We don't do that anymore. That's not the way the system is supposed to work. Your speculation, your futures index is horseshit. Stop it, because you're just gouging people. But nobody will stand up and take a stance and do the right thing. And it's very, very frustrating. Uh, A couple things from your what's trending this morning. Mm -hmm. Disney's got a new hotel ready to open and it's Star Wars theme. You've probably seen it online. It looks cool as shit. But wow, is it ever expensive? Yeah, I think I mean, that said, I'll tell you the prices uh, and they are outrageous. I mean, you're right. Expensive. uh, Yeah. But I do think that there's going to be enough interest that this hotel will continue to be sold out. I really do. So here's the deal. You probably heard about it, but we just didn't get details until yesterday. So it is called the Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser Hotel. (laughs) It is so cool looking. I mean, it looks like something straight out of Star Wars. It'll open in Orlando 2022. 
And if you're a fan of the Star Wars universe, maybe it's something to consider. But uh, all stays are for two nights. So you stay two nights. It doesn't say if you can add additional nights, although I'm sure many people, unless you're very well off, you're not going to stay more than the two nights because these prices are quite high. So a two-person stay starts at 5900 bucks Canadian. So two people, two nights, almost six grand. That's fucking nuts. Yeah. The prices for a family of four. So let's say, hey, I want to bring the whole family. Great. Fine. $7,500 Canadian. And maybe you're wondering, okay, what do I get with that? So good question. It is uh, food included and soft drinks. So in other words, no alcohol. You're going to be buying your own alcohol if you wish to do that at the restaurants. And there's a couple of different restaurants in there. Um, You also have valet parking while you're there the entire time. Entry to the Hollywood Studios. Yeah, I would hope so at Disney. That's the, sure. Uh, You also can upgrade if you want to for more money. It's like about a thousand bucks extra if you want to stay in the Galaxy Class Suite. And I believe it's uh, $2,000 extra to stay in the Grand Captain Suites. Um, I don't know what else you get with that. It doesn't say, but they say that there's going to be part live immersive theater, part themed environment, part culinary extravaganza, part real life role playing. And really? more. And more. Yeah. Well, you know, people are into that shit. What do you mean? You know that there's people, and you and I know one of them, that's on the podcast on Fridays, one Dave Blizzard, that would probably love that. If, you know, uh, I don't know, Darth Vader or some Star Troopers or Wookiees, I don't fucking know. Star Troopers. (laughs) Yeah. If they came up to you and they were just like, and they knew who you were, because apparently it's a very intimate setting once you're in there. So they get to know their guests. So they know, hey, Scott's here. Scott, his name's Scott. He's staying at room, whatever, or this suite, whatever it is. Uh, it's Scott, you know, only you can do this. Here you go. And apparently they've spared no, they'll be sparing no expense on some extras that you're going to get. You're basically going to get some free stuff along the way. Well, you're paying for it. Let's fucking face it. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It, I, I think people are going to do this, though. The restaurant looks fucking cool, man. It looks so cool. It's straight out of Star Wars, basically. And they say they're spending a lot of money to make it look like the outside is Star Wars as well. I don't really know what that means, but okay. Sure. Yeah, I mean, the cost is huge, but you can base that on the fact that uh, a lot of Star Wars fans would be willing to pay that. They'll see that as quite reasonable, I would think. A lot of the wealthy Hollywood elites, they'll all go for sure. A lot of money for a regular family to afford. It's one of those vacations yeah. you'll probably have to save up a lot for, but it's got to be a bucket list thing. I mean, yeah. if you've got a little kid at home who is a massive Star Wars fan, maybe you got a big kid at home that's a huge Star Wars fan. Yeah. How great would it be to take them there? It seems very authentic, and we all know how good Disney is with details. Yeah. You're going to feel like you're actually part of Star Wars. Yeah. Like you, you're absolutely right. If you're there, it's Disney. They have money. We all know this. So they're going to make you feel happy. You will be happy with your stay. For $7,500, all you have to do is really weigh your options, I think. So if you're considering it, you got to weigh your options. For $7,500, for a family of four, you could do a lot more for a way longer period of time than a two-night stay. Like, for me, I take a look at that, and, well, I'm not a big enough Star Wars fan to begin with. But let's say it was themed to something I actually was really into. For 7500 bucks, if I'm going to tr- treat my family to a vacation, it's more than two nights for that much money. Are you fucking yep. kidding me? Like, it better be all-inclusive, all-in. You know, everybody's happy. It's not two nights. I'm staying there for, like, ten days. So, yeah, you got to weigh it out. For some people, that might be worth it even if it is the average family that has to save a little bit extra and for a little bit longer 
to get there. But I'd imagine once they start booking this thing, which they plan to do at the end of this year, it's going to be full. I I, I bet you every single one of those suites are going to be full. I think I've stayed at just about every hotel on the Disney properties. Almost. I've been broadcasting from Disney so many times over the years that I think I've been to all of them. This one is really the only one so far where I thought, yeah, I'd pay for that. I've stayed at the, is it the Cosmopolitan, the one where the monorail goes into the actual hotel, into the lobby? That's convenient as shit, by the way, when you're actually going to work inside the Magic Kingdom and you can just walk out the front door of your hotel room and onto the monorail. It's great. This one, though, I would probably do it. It seems like a neat experience, and it is an experience. I mean, it's, you're buying your entertainment and you get your, uh, your park passes and everything. 7500 bucks is a lot of money. If I had the money, I would probably do it, though, especially if I had a real hardcore Star Wars fan on my list. It's going to be sold out for months, though. That's yeah. going to be one of the you can't decide. Hmm, you know what? I think over the Thanksgiving weekend, we'll go down to Disney for that. Uh, uh-uh. That's going to be booked six, seven, eight months out to get into that hotel. Uh, but speaking of hotels, you had another one this morning, a Willy Wonka theme room complete with lickable wallpaper. <laughs> what the Which fuck would you lick up. the wallpaper Which, in a hotel room ever <laughs> anyway? Even if they say it's safe, why would you ever do that? Who makes that wallpaper? I mean, apparently it's a wallpaper you can buy, like the average everyday person can apparently buy. But anyway, yeah, so this is in the UK. So that in mind, it's much less expensive than the Star Wars one. But it's a hotel room that just happens to be themed for Willy Wonka. So The hotel itself is called the Chocolate Box, which I love. So every single room has a chocolate theme. This is a new room that they've put in called the Willy Wonka Room, which you think that would be one of the first ones. But that's cool. A chocolate-themed hotel, that's amazing. If you're into chocolate, this is up your alley. So they say that the wallpaper will be replaced after every guest. So I'm guessing, what, do they just tape that shit up on the wall? Like, they're not actually going out of their way to put up wallpaper every single time. So anyway, they say, yes, lick it. We will change it out. It will be a brand new wallpaper. Um, Someone's hands are obviously going to be all over it as they put it up. So enjoy that shit. Yeah, right. I'm not fucking touching that with my tongue. But this is cool. I like this part, though. I like everything else about it. I love that there's a chocolate fountain in each room, and they supply all of the chocolate. If you ever need any more, somebody will come and give you more. There's marshmallows for dipping. There's bowls of candy that can be restocked at no extra charge. And they say it's all the best chocolate you can get. You can also take a bath in chocolate. Okay, that sounds a little interesting. Yeah. Because it's going to be a warm bath to keep the chocolate flowing nicely. I don't know what chocolate will do for your skin, but I imagine it feels pretty fucking good when you stand up. Yeah, I, they claim that it'll happen in your room. So there's no fucking way we're talking about real, like, thick milk chocolate. This has got to be some form of chocolate that's able to go, that you can put down the drain, or they're going to have to scoop it out because they say it'll be in your room. I don't get that. Like, I'm not putting chocolate down my fucking drain. Are you kidding me? The plumber that comes eventually to fix my drain, clogged fucking drains, would tell me, are you an idiot? So I'm not sure what that's about. But yeah, it's 200 bucks extra. I'm curious about that part. The room key looks like a golden ticket. Fun. Sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and everything else, you know, the typical Willy Wonka colors, the bright purple and everything that's themed all throughout. There's a top hat, you know, in this particular photo that they show, there's like a the Willy Wonka's top hat is right front and center. I don't know, neat. I, I don't hate I don't hate that one, but I ain't licking no fucking wallpaper in a hotel room, I'll tell you that much. No, that's a terrible idea and a dangerous precedent to set. So let's say you and your husband were going over to the UK. Hey honey, 
there's actually availability at the Willy Wonka themed hotel there. Would you like to go? So you've already said you're out on licking the wallpaper, but could you see you and your husband jumping in a chocolate bath? I, yeah. Yes. I'll, I'll say yes. Really? That. Yeah, I would try that. Are you like splashing each other or stuff like that? Like how, how, how dirty is it going to get in the tub here? I don't know. I don't. This would be a brand new experience. I've never. Fun fact, Are you worried I've, about chocolate I've, in your vag or I've something? I've never had a chocolate bath. Like I said, I don't think this is straight up a chocolate bath. It seems as though maybe it's going to smell like chocolate. It's going to be like chocolate bubble bath or something. I don't think. I, I call bullshit on them. For $200, it better be like fucking melted Hershey bars. Yeah, why? I don't like. I wouldn't want to sit in that though. I need more details. I need more details because I don't want to sit in melted chocolate. I really don't actually. I, that doesn't I, interest me. How'd you get diabetes? Yeah, <laughs> I took a bath in chocolate <laughs> and I just sucked a lot up through my asshole. Yeah, are you supposed to drink the fucking bath water too? <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> Jeez. But the chocolate fountain, yeah, I'm in. You know, the chocolate fountain, absolutely. The candy bowls that are like that they just keep refilling. Yeah, okay, that's amazing. <laughs> Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Yesterday, something happened that we were all led to believe would, although many doubted that it ever would actually happen. Listen to this as New York Governor Andrew Cuomo says he's stepping down. Wasting energy on distractions is the last thing that state government should be doing. And I cannot be the cause of that. And I think that given the circumstances, the best way I can help now is if I step aside and let government get back to governing. And therefore, that's what I'll do. Because I work for you. And doing the right thing is doing the right thing for you. Because as we say, it's not about me. It's about we. Kathy Hochul, my lieutenant governor, she can come up to speed quickly. And my resignation will be effective in 14 days. He's gone. Stepping down. No more Governor Cuomo in New York. You know what I don't understand, though? What? This guy has had a lot of accusations. Like, it's over a dozen. It might even be two dozen accusations against him. There was an investigation by the state attorney general that confirmed the allegations. It took a lot of political pressure for this guy to step aside. And there wasn't a lot of political pressure coming down on him pressuring him to do it and i can't figure out why because uh, cuomo himself was the one who signed new york's me too legislation for him to come back now and say i'm sorry i didn't realize i mean i know times are changing but i didn't realize that what i was doing was inappropriate at one point he used the excuse that he's italian (laughs) i i don't understand how he couldn't have understood what he was doing was offensive to women and was considered an attack of sorts. How is that even fucking possible? And I'll tell you something else. If it had been anybody else from the Republican Party, they would have been tarred and feathered in the street. Cuomo got away with this for a very, very, very long time. Yeah. I don't understand how it can be 
so egregious if it's a politician from the right, but totally okay and normal if it's a governor from the left. It doesn't make any sense to me at all. Do we care about victims or do we not care about victims? Do we believe women when they come forward forward with allegations or do we not believe them? I'm really not sure based on this because this took a long fucking time to get done. Yeah, I don't know if there's an answer to that. Like, I I don't know. I don't know enough about each one. And I think you do have to go case by case, though. You know, you have to go case by case on some of these things because some are skeptical. You know, we have had people trying to take advantage of the Me Too movement, for for example, which pisses me off. So I understand some people might be skeptical. But yeah, I mean, to answer your question, yeah, of course, we have to do our best to believe the victims. And in this case, I, I think most people know whether you're a fan of the guy or not. You agree, like, some some shady shit happened here. There was, uh, there's always been bias in the mainstream media. I think everybody understands that. But, I mean, let's use another example. We didn't talk about this the other day, but it happened on the weekend. Barack Obama had his 60th birthday party. It was a who's who of celebrities that went to Martha's Vineyard for a massive bash. And Jay-Z and Beyonce were there and Erica Badu and uh, half the the... Liberal government in America was there. It was nuts. Not following almost any of the COVID protocols. They had 200 staff for this event. Many of them not even wearing masks at this thing. There's not a lot of outrage about that. But then you look at Ted Cruz, a prominent Republican, who went to Mexico. And people shit all over him and demanded he fucking be arrested when he got back. Did people shit all over him or was the media coverage different for both? The media coverage is very different mm-hmm. depending on who you're covering mm-hmm. and what political party you belong Bingo. to. Bingo. Bingo. I un- think that's the answer. I really do because that's a matter of how it spreads. It's not that people are outraged. It's that, and I hate using the blanket term media because we are a part of the media, but I will just say in this particular, for this particular story, the media will sway it however they want to sway it. They'll put the headline out there if they want to, and if not, they'll bury it. And that's exactly what happens. I just don't understand. I mean, and I personally think Ted Cruz is a piece of shit. Personally, I'm not a fan of his, but I do see the the blatant contradiction here. He went on vacation with his family to Mexico. The media caught on because I don't know if they were following him or what, but he came back the very next day and said, eh, listen, I, I'm sorry. I made a mistake. It was poor judgment for me to go on vacation right now. They crucified that guy. Obama throws a party with, if there's 200 staff, I can only imagine how many guests were there in Martha's Vineyard as Delta cases are rising insanely in America right now. And there's nothing about it. There's no outrage. There's no nothing. It's almost like it never happened. It's like they're covering it up. And I don't understand how people cannot see a bias in the media coverage right now. It's very, very frustrating. Although one thing I will do is I'm going to agree with you. I hate it when people blame the media. Yeah, I mean, we're media. I mean, I have my biases, but I at least try to be fair and balanced when I do my uh, on-air segments. In the podcast, it's an opinion piece. I can say whatever the fuck I want. But uh, on-air, we try and keep it balanced. And it's not like that, particularly in mainstream American media. And it's so frustrating that nobody calls that out. I don't get it, Kat. Uh, A couple other things here before we wrap it up. This guy that shot himself through the nuts with a nail gun is lucky. Very lucky. (laughs) Wait, how is a guy who shoots himself with a nail gun lucky, Scott? Please. Yeah, I mean, that's a great question, Kat. 
So he's an Italian man, and he was working on a job site, and he was sealing packages. And he was using a nail gun. Just a little one, by the way. It was essentially a glorified staple gun. It had nails that are less than an inch. But he had to use it to seal up some packages that he was in charge of doing. And I guess he wasn't paying attention. And he shot the nail right into his groin. Oh, man. Okay, I don't even have that those same parts, and I'd imagine that fucking hurt. Yeah, I mean, the testicles are a very sensitive part of a man. Very, very sensitive. So this guy shoots himself, missing the shaft, but it went right into his scrotum. He went to the hospital, obviously. He was in a lot of discomfort. I'll flat out say it was pain. The doctors had to search for quite a while to find the nail. At first, they didn't even believe that there was a nail in there. They had to go and get a urologist to request a special sonogram to find the nail. It missed his balls by a millimeter. When you think about what's in the scrotum. Right. Balls are the prominent thing. Right. For you to get shot there and for it to miss both testicles, that's a one in a million chance. One in a million. He is lucky. They say nothing is going to change for him. He'll be able to have kids and do all those regular things in life. That's that's a sh- that's one of those like uh, you you do a walk or maybe it was a drive of shame into the ER when that yeah. happens, right? Because it's not like you can say, "Oh my God, someone else shot it in my dick," or "Oh, I fell and this is what happened and I slipped and it was someone else's fault." No, like, you were in charge of your own destiny on this one, and you shot yourself right in the fucking dick area. Mm-hmm. You did that to yourself, and I feel like that's probably one of those. Head held really, really low. Like, oh, I fucking shot myself in the dick area. Shot myself in the dick. Yeah, like, it's not, that's not a fun, <laughs> that's not a fun visit. I mean, either way, it's not a fun visit if someone else does it. But at least if someone else does it, you don't have to take blame for it. And you're like, I can't believe someone else did that to me. But here it's like, yeah, I mean, it's a nail gun. Those scare the shit out of me, by the way. And it always really? reminds me. Yeah. You know why? It's Final Destination that really fucked me up. And I think it was the first one. You know the premise of Final Destination, right? Roughly. Okay. So, in short, you know, it's when somebody kind of sees the future and a bunch of people are supposed to die, but you saw the future, like something shit's going down, and you stop it. Well, the inevitable will, will happen. So you guys were supposed to die. You will die. And usually it's a shitty, painful death because you were supposed to die one way, but you stopped the universe from taking its natural course. So that's the premise of Final Destination. So one by one, the people on the bus that you saved or in the car that you were driving will die. And they're usually horrific deaths. And one of them, and it's either the first or the second, one of them, someone got had a nail gun and turned it got turned the wrong way, faced them right in the head. I think it was a chick, actually. Boom, 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 boom. Right to the fucking head, nail gun. And since Ew. then... I won't go near a nail gun. My husband has one in the garage. Won't go near it. Scares the shit out of me. No thanks. How they picky really fucked, are you? They really fucked me up. <laughs> I'll bet it did. It seems to have had an impact on you. Uh, how important is it to separate whites from colors when you do laundry? Uh, you know what? Not very. I don't think so either. A new poll found 30% of people do not separate their whites from their colors when doing laundry. And I can't figure out why that's a big deal. I never do it. I do laundry very, very consistently. We fill up the washing machine till it's full and turn it on. Then everything goes in the dryer. 
I don't sort shit. The only thing I sort is stuff that's got to go in a different place, like the linen closet. I'll wash the bedding separately, the towels separately. My clothes, it all just goes in one load. And I don't think I've ever had one of those incidents where, ooh, the colors bled and now my white shirt is pink. Even if that did happen, I like pink, so I don't care. Yeah, I don't think that's a big deal. Do you? Uh, no. Yeah. It, like you said, you just have to go out of your way to just double check. Yeah. If there's a brand new crisp white shirt that you want to make sure nothing, no shit happens to, then you, you go ahead and you put that where it should be. Otherwise I never do. Can I just say I've got a family, uh, to got two little kids and I do my husband's laundry too. I've what? never had an, had an issue and I do that all the time. I mix every single time. When I was young, I remember my parents teaching us how to separate, right? Like here, a bunch of colors and this. Well, I never had enough colors whites and and or darks you know however you do it lights and darks or colors lights and darks I don't know however you do it but I never did and I started then and I was young and I was like fuck this nothing bad has ever happened but every now and again maybe you'll slip up right maybe there will be a brand new pair of uh, jeans and the denim sometimes will leak and it gets on a white shirt it's it's not worth your time to separate it I say fuck separating (laughs) no more separation let them be. <laughs> All right. And on that, fuck separating. You guys <laughs> have yourselves a fantastic uh, Wednesday. Tomorrow, we will have, unless the alien invasion does happen and shit goes south today, we'll be back tomorrow with another edition of After Nine. <laughs> Thanks for downloading and have a great day. Disney just released the prices for its new Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser Hotel, and it can cost you up to $6,000 for a two-night stay. While over at the Marriott, six grand will get you the entire Marriott. An optical business owner says he can't convince all of his employees to be vaccinated. One employee said she was concerned because she thought a vaccine had caused the characters in the film I Am Legend to turn into zombies. So so I'm guessing the requirements to get a job at that store are not that demanding. Uh... Being a middle-aged man on TikTok is like being a middle-aged man at... Chuck E. Cheese alone. No one said there's an age limit, but I probably should be escorted out. The After 9 Podcast is powered by Tony Johal, broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold, guaranteed, or he'll buy.